Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cleopatra. Cleopatra isn't here this week, so filling in for Cleopatra is me, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Um, I hope you don't mind. Um, I'm in Cleopatra's house at the moment, and I'm just after having a little bath, a bath of milk. That's what Cleopatra used to bathe in, ladies and gentlemen. And apparently she was a fine bjord altogether. So uh, <laughs> if you're looking for good skin, maybe bathe in milk like Cleopatra, who uh, incidentally owns this podcast. Anyway, this podcast, as always, is brought to you by the West Cork Beard Company, a fantastic beard company, as you know, located in the picturesque West Cork town of Clonakilty. Uh, great products out at the moment. I'm using, what I'm using actually at the moment belong to them is their oil. I'm using a lot of, this, um, it's just good for shaping and my beard is kind of nice and, and, and I love the scent as well. I'm using cedarwood and cyber fur, sorry, cyber, cedarwood and Siberian fur. Fur, not fur, not fur, not Siberian fur, Fiberian, Siberian, Fiberian, Siberian fur, which is, um, I, I think that it's like, you know, a pine needle or something like that. Siberian fur and cedarwood. And it makes me feel real manly when I have it on. But, uh, yeah, shout out to those guys. How you all doing, everybody? Um, this week's podcast is going to be a diary podcast. I'm going to come on every night or every morning or every middle of the day, whatever stage, some stage during the day. And I'm going to come on with a little snippet um, and uh, mesh them together. And then at the end of the week, I'll have a little podcast because I don't have any podcast lined up this week. And I hurt my leg last week doing a gig. I pulled a muscle in my calf and uh, God damn it. I'm uh, kind of, I'm kind of, I suppose I'm based at home. I can't really, I, even though I am driving a little bit, any sort of walking or moving or anything like that is, uh, it's painful. It's painful. But uh, not that, not that it's stopping me from doing stuff. Um today was busy but like do you know what do you know what i've been thinking about there actually recently is doubt doubt you know the word doubt do you know what doubt is you know what doubt is and like today's a good example now of me doing anything i can actually do but address my doubt you know like am i good enough or am i good at all <laughs> or am i just like a, a bollocks calling himself a podcaster or calling himself a comedian or fucking calling himself a father or a husband you know or like i uh, sometimes i think are people meeting up behind my back in hotel rooms looking at a highlight reel of me and laughing their asses off and going oh look at that fucking bollocks there as i continue to try and bluff my way to the top because like s that's the thing is like doubt is just it, when it creeps in you have to push it out push that doubt out you know but uh, and it can be crippling can be crippling and I'm experiencing a little bit of doubt recently 
you know in the last couple of weeks i'm experiencing that and today i have done absolutely anything i can do to avoid what needs to be done most of all and that is to go back writing my play I need to go back writing my play, but I can hardly, w and like I, as I was saying, I can actually hardly walk, you know, because my right leg, I've actually tore a muscle in my right leg and it's like six to eight weeks. And, uh, but today I still somehow managed to do a dump run, get Harvey's new school books and his uniform, do a, a small shop, clean my office, play with the boys, do some bullshit social media shite, play FIFA and smoke a ton of weed. And now I'm recording this podcast. Yet not one single word have I typed in the play which supersedes all of those activities today anyway particularly the weed and the FIFA but come on now well as I can now <laughs> a brother's got to live y'all <laughs> um, but yeah I, I have to try and address that there now I have to try and address that and doubt is a fucking it's a tricky demon when it when it creeps in and I see I did a, I, uh, I think the thing with the play as well is I I was lucky enough there a couple of weeks ago to be asked to read a part in a play in The Everyman in, in Cork, a brand new play. And uh, literally, it was it was very a very cool experience. Me and four other, me and three other actors, a director and a sound engineer inside on the main stage of The Everyman Theatre. And we were all there, protocol with the masks and all that kind of carry on. And then once you got sat down, we were all distanced apart and the mics were all set up and you had your script and it was such a fucking cool experience and the play um was unbelievable it really was it was unbelievable and i was like what am i at with my fucking play <laughs> and doubt started to creep in and um now i'm doing anything i can do but address the fact that i need to go back and work and rework on the pl and do rework on the play rewriting is what has to be done because i know after seeing this other excellent body of work that i can do better i could do much better and um then th i have to admit that i haven't done great and then you kind of then the doubt comes in can you do better <laughs> and uh so on and so forth so guys today is monday the 16th of august and uh, i'll talk to you all tomorrow peace and love welcome back to tuesday it's not as bad as monday it's right next to wednesday but it's called tuesday <laughs> yeah and that song was called tuesday by me cornelius patrick O'Sullivan. improvised Text me on 085 uh, and I will give you my next available date for random singing uh, songs. <laughs> Just text me with a couple of random words and uh, your bank details and I'll pay you to come up to your house and sing a song that from words you've just sent me on. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not a particularly good business. It is probably destined to fail. I'm already in the hole for four grand, but you know what? Uh, I can't <laughs> Anyway, welcome back to Tuesday. Welcome back today. It is Tuesday. 
Hip, 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 ray. I spent all day yesterday fasting. The whole fucking day yesterday fasting. I did a 24-hour fast, actually, yesterday. I finished fasting at 8 o'clock. Whereupon, I broke it with three poached eggs, uh, three slices of heavily buttered toast, a litre of Diet Coke, and I don't give a shit what anyone says. Diet Coke is not good for you, correct? But, uh, you know, you need to... You need to be nice to yourself every now and then. And then I had some crackers, about 16 or 17 crackers. <laughs> now, yeah, it started off good with the eggs, the poached eggs. Then it kind of got bad with the heavily buttered toast. It descended into madness with the Diet Coke. But now the 16 or 17 crackers have sent me over the edge. And uh, what, was, what, was on the, what was on the crackers, Cornelius? Some Philadelphia cheese, peanut butter, crunchy variety, and dairy milk's equivalent to Nutella. Not on all of them now. I was like mixing it up. So I basically, I had the guts of 3,000 calories in 30 or 40 galloping mouthfuls. Yeah. <laughs> and then today, right, today then I started the affirmation, because I'm going to fucking do this, right? I started the affirmation today, I roll it down, I am 11 and a half stone. And I will be 11 and a half stone. It is going to happen. That's the date I have put in. The date I've put in is the 25th of December. That's the goal. That's the vision. I am 11 and a half stone. I haven't been 11 and a half stone since I was in my early 20s. And even then, I was struggling to maintain 11 and a half stone. But that is what I'm going for. I'm going to do it through fasting. Fasting and affirmations. That's this week's dream anyway. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, after uh, after I recorded last night's podcast as well, it guilted me into writing some of the play again. And then that action stirred me to write again this morning. <coughs> so, you know, I was thinking uh, maybe I should go into motivational speaking. You know, I motivated myself last night into action, you know, and apparently there's a lot of cash in motivational speaking by all accounts the only thing is i just kind of couldn't be arsed and that is definitely a drawback when you're dealing in motivation <laughs> i'd be all like uh, believe in your dreams reach for the stars or don't bother if you're not in the farm for it like do you know do whatever you want a definite no-no in the motivational speaking arena. That's what I think anyway. Anyway, back to fasting. A nutritionist got in contact with me today um, in my DMs over on the gram and offered her services in lieu of like kind of like me kind of pimping out her, her page and stuff like that. Basically said she was gonna do like a six week program, monitor monitor it and all this kind of, like, whatever nutritionist Sue, I don't really know. And, um, you know, I'm kind of, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, nice. Nice. It would be great, actually, to have professional, you know, you know, kind of, a, 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 like, tracking my progress, giving me advice, and inspiring me to reach my goals. You know, that would be... That's that's kind of hard to turn down, isn't it? Now, on the other hand, then, like, I don't know if I'm bothered. I just don't know if I'm bothered. Anyway, we'll see. Talk to you tomorrow.
Welcome back to the podcast. It's Wednesday and I am worn out. Tiredness is so underrated as a donor to one's mood. <sighs> Up all night with the kid. First world problems. First world problems. With Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. First world problems are an interesting concept. First world problems. Yeah, they're like a laxative, as in like they'll irritate the shit out of you, but you won't die from a first world problem. Ah, uh, where's my almond milk? Uh, how dare you expect me to drink cow dit milk? Third world problems, on the other hand, well, it's a totally different kettle of Weetabix now, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Oh, what's the name of the spot again? You know, where the, where the Americans pulled out and now they... They're fucked now because the old boss is back and Jesus Christ, Jesus is strict as fuck. What's the name of that spot again? Is it Killarney? No, 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 no. Close, close, but no, no. Is it Temple Bar? No, again, no, we're very close, but once again, it's not, no, no. I know, I know. Is it, is it Afghanistan? Spot on. Spot on. Give that chap a mixed box of biscuits and a Cadbury's cream egg. Afghanistan. 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 Things must be fairly fucking bad over in Afghanistan. If you think your only path to freedom is clinging on to the rim of a plane belonging to the lads who have occupied your country for the best part of a decade or even more. I don't know exactly how long. The Yanks have been over here. Yeah, you know what? We're going to come over here and we're going to give you liberty. We have no reason to be over here, but we're going to make up one. Well, actually, we, we're, we're really here for the money. <laughs> the oil. But uh, it brings a whole new meaning to the term Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? When you're just fucking... Your only way out is through fucking certain death. Grim. 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 Change the subject, Cornelius. Change the subject. Magic mushroom season is nearly upon us ladies and gentlemen for those of you who have uh, any interest in magic mushrooms magic mushrooms magic mushrooms psilocybin because i tell you this now i'm actually looking forward to a reset so i am a good organic native liberty cap or two <laughs> is needed for this reset that i'm looking to have for those of you who don't know, Liberty Caps, they are the fruiting body of an underground world known locally as Mycelium. Mycelium. Mycelium, is actually, is how they pronounce it. Which is uh, the underground network of fungi. Last year, I went on a trip around October. Or was it? might have been actually September. I went on a magic mushroom trip. And... I did it here in my house and um, made sure the gates were locked. <laughs> Noelle was around, actually, at the time, but she obviously didn't partake in any of the, any, any of that madness. Um, but uh, she, we have no secrets, so I said, I'm going to do it. And she said, that's fine. Uh, stay away from us. <laughs> and, and I did. Um, yeah, so I took some magic mushrooms. And I'll tell you what happened to me. I fell in love with a dandelion's mother. You know those little kind of circular 
will like you blow them and they kind of f- all fly off all over the place and they're kind of silver in con- in um, in color and you just blow them make a wish and they grow right next to dandelions i always call them dandelions mother and i fell in love with a proper dandelions mother a proper i'm talking about a proper love story like we had a a sincere deep meaningful full relationship where we connected me and this this plant that was growing that's growing in my garden uh yeah she grew on my lawn with her friends <laughs> one of the hardest things that i ever had to do in my whole life was say goodbye to her during that trip but i knew the trip was wearing off and i'm going to talk more about magic mushrooms at some stage i'll do a proper podcast on psilocybin and its benefits and its negatives and um but i remember i knew her time was coming to an end and i I said goodbye and I, I could feel it inside me. I could feel the sadness inside me. And and to be totally honest, I still avoid cutting that part of the lawn if I can at all. And there was I once or twice I've cut it now and I remember the first time I cut it, I had forgotten obviously and I just cut it. And as soon as, as, soon as I cut that part of the lawn, I had a glorious fa- flashback to me and her just being just being talk to you tomorrow hello ladies and gentlemen it is thursday night it is 23:45 p.m. on the 19th of this month which is august i am sitting in my skoda octavia superb um in a tesco car park I have just had a garlic chip and cheese. Now, for some of you who are listening you and, you're, and you've been listening to me going on about fasting and losing the weight, you're probably thinking to yourselves, well, hold on a second, no, Cornelius. A garlic chip and cheese, a large garlic chip and cheese from Mr. Kebab, fucking 6,000 calories in a can or in a carton, and you know, and you wolfed it down with just your fingers because they never threw in any... Uh, there was five, five members of staff and not one of them had the... Uh, I suppose the intelligence to give us a knife and fork. Well, let's yeah. I, I was go- I was going to stand up for him, but why should I stand up for him? Like I mean, you, you had you had to eat your curry chips with my finger with your fingers. Yeah, which was disco- It was looking like you were. It looked. It was looking at one stage. You were like you were shoveling your own feces <laughs> into your mouth. <laughs> and ravenously a, licking your fingers. It's a damning indictment to me, really. I could wait till I went home and ate the chips. You could have. You know. You could have. You, you could have. But you didn't. But look, listen. Mm. We. we d- d- anyway, listen. Uh, that voice is bl- that voice belongs to the mind guy. Say hi, mind guy. How are you getting on? Very good. And yourself? Gorgeous. Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Look, listen. I mean, yeah. here we are. In fucking almost midnight. Almost. It's kind of in the parked up car. Yeah. Remember the glory years? We probably would have a a girl in the car rather than just two middle aged men chatting to each other. You know. So in the glory, so in the glory yeah. years in your own imagination, the two of us are still in the Tesco car park. Well, yeah, you, well, you could, you could be, in, you could be. <laughs> I don't. I want to distance myself <laughs> from that fantasy um, immediately, <laughs> if not sooner. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, in the glory years, yeah, remember we were in the car. Well, that's should have listened to Two of us together, yeah, show me that. We are. We've just had chips. Hmm. Um, we just did a gig in Watergrass Hill in Oman using Watergrass Hill. We did our second 
double act gig Supernatural Brothers we're trying to change the name from Supernatural Brothers we've come up with one called The Unknowns The Unknowns yeah but like the su- it's hard to get rid of the Supernatural Brothers people it? love it yeah and, and even the it's a global kind of um, force <laughs> isn't it it's a global force <laughs> global um but yeah, we so we did a gig tonight, and it was our second gig last week. Last week, um, we did our first gig in seven years, and it went really well. Mm. Um, although I did pull my calf on stage or off stage, um, but tonight we were there, and Emma Doran, and uh, uh, was also on the bill, and Chris Kent, um, probably the best pound for pound stand up comedian that I know, um, uh, was closing the show with his solo show. Christy doesn't live here, which is um, going to be in the Everyman later this year. So if you're from Cork, definitely recommend going and checking that out. What did you think of Chris? Brilliant, yeah. Just so, so clever. Um, his writing is just ridiculously good, solid, and he's just so thoughtful as well, isn't he? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like we were just discussing things in the in the green room um, before and after the show, and the level of detail and the level of, like, like you're saying, the thinking that goes into like every minute. Of his show, it's just it's incredible, really. Mm. Do you know, and like understands out really, doesn't it? It does. I mean, you watch him on stage, you go, yeah, he's just so so comfortable, such a professional, and just laughs and just applause cues and just um, just just breaks from from clapping, just amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just just class, absolute class. Yeah, he was fucking, he was different class, he was different gravy, to be honest. Yeah. And this week on the podcast, my guy, I'm doing a diary entry, right? So Very good. I'm kind of coming on and I'm just kind of talking about what's going on on this day. You know, so today is Thursday, um, and today I was doing the gig, and you happened to be on the gig. And because you're on the podcast, I said I'd fucking bring the equipment with me, bring it on our microphone, mm. and talk to you about what does it feel like now to be back kind of gig. And this is your second gig in a week in, in a row. I think I've done maybe one or two extra ones. Yeah. Um, like, what's it feeling like? What's it feeling? F- how are you feeling about the whole thing now? Are you excited? What What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, my Achilles is sore, uh, so physically a bit sore, uh, torn in the game, but mentally, um, yeah, no, great fun. Um, it's good being on stage, and it's good sharing the stage with somebody you could crack with. Like, I mean, yeah. today we were sh- we we had a few jokes that nobody in the audience got. A couple of uh, <laughs> lead balloon jokes. <laughs> but we were, I I was actually in tears on the stage yeah. while the audience were looking at us, uh, wondering why why are they laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but we did a Jimmy Savile joke and we did a kind of um, a, a joke about um, a woman who was murdered 20 years ago in Ireland and that we had that we predicted it and um, but we forgot to tell the police <laughs> <laughs> and both those ju- both those jokes Julie went down like a red dude <laughs> but we kind of but we we did very well now we got like I mean like we're doing men- we're doing mentalism and mo- and uh, comedy so mind reading and comedy and it's a funny it's a tricky thing to get right because yeah are two because like mentalism old school mentalism is real serious like isn't it yeah well yeah that's exactly right like we try to blend the kind of surreal the comedy and, and the mind reading really stupid comedy in it like oh yeah <laughs> it's, there's a moment in our show where you get the first thing right and it just gets a whoa a laugh and a, and, and actually a gasp at times as well like. yeah. and uh, yeah I like to be so, like at the start we, we claim to be outrageously good and we get everything it's particularly wrong and, but then eventually all going well we actually tend to uh, get things right and blow them away but yeah the comedy is the is the driving force and the comedy well our comedy can be quite dark and uh it could be could be hit and miss depending but sure yeah. look we we like it well we like it and that's the fucking the bottom line really Th- isn't it that is the bottom line you know like, you know and you can't be cancelled if you're not already there but that's <laughs> <laughs> a cancelling cancel we us. can't be cancelled <laughs> we have like yeah that's exactly right but i i i think it's actually it's fun and the reactions from the audience have been really good actually and for 
uh, an actor hasn't, I suppose, performed together for like seven years. It's actually gone mm. swimmingly, no, it's as they would well. say. It that. is enjoyable. And I have to say, for me, to reverse the question back with me, because for the last seven years, I've been doing comedy pretty much solo. Obviously, you'd be traveling at times with different comics. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. From gig to gig. But basically, you're running your own shit. You're doing your own stuff. So it's nice have a bit of uh, companionship on the road um, mm. so yeah it's good so like hopefully now it goes well and we continue to fucking smash the shit out of it at gigs like, what show is the spear last gig ever that's it now I'm never working with you again finished lad um, so we're in the Tesco car park it's drizzling uh, summer is coming to a close um, the comedy seems to be eking back but um, there's no Definitive. Well, in terms of indoor and performing indoor and performing intimate, remember those intimate venues that we used to run or used to run? Maybe you get 50, 60 squashed into a, a small little um, small little um, room and it used to be magic. Everybody feeding off each other. Um, just, I don't know, will you get those nights back um, soon? But may, maybe in the future soon, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. You know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, yeah, so that was Thursday, guys, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day. And um, you're finishing on a Friday. We're finish, finishing on a Friday because um, my podcast producer is going back to her real job on Saturday. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you're unable to edit any. So from an editing point of view, <laughs> I just look after the creative side of things, and my producer, aka the wife, um, the, the, the girl that does all the work. She does all. The, well, I do the content, and I'll pick out some love. There'll be lovely little background music now going to mm-hmm. this. Right now, Noel, add some cool music right now. Right this second. Done. See, there you go. We'll see now that she actually listens to the well, podcast. See, that music now that they're listening to will have been picked out by me. So there, people aren't going to go, oh, who put that music in there? It was, it, it, it really fits in well. They'll go, hmm, Jesus, that's fucking <laughs> clever, cool, beautiful, funky music that really goes with the vibe. Who, who picked the tune? You know, and um, would that be you? That's that's me. Your that's your, your words now, not my words. You picked the tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Do you so know what I mean. You kind of facilitated. I'm a facilitator. Can. I'm an inspiration, really, to a lot of people. Oh, that I meant to say. Do I inspire you? No, I meant oh. that's what I meant to say. All right, okay. No, okay. fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you anything else, Dad? No, I don't know. No, it's midnight now, and I'm in the car. But uh, Cornelius, I mean, my day doesn't get any better than that, does it? Well, you were talking about the good old days where there was, in your own mind, there was. An, a, I tell you, it happened to me. W- listen, it happened to once. I was with a girl in the car. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't with you. <laughs> no, no, I can. Like, I no, I, I kind of. Uh, no, that was wrong. Okay. Yeah, that was a fantasy. You had. No, that, no, that, that wouldn't say in a fantasy. fantasy <laughs> you were in a car with a girl. And I'm watching. I bespoke, okay? Okay. It was a, it was a simple mistake. Yeah, yeah, it's great to, it's great to catch you on the hop. Uh, talk to you soon. Peace Bye. and love. Yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a Friday. We're talking about a Saturday. We're talking about a Sunday. And today is Monday. I'm on my holidays. It's actually Monday, the 22nd of August. And... For the first time since this podcast was born, there was no episode released last week. <sighs> Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay? Good story. Strap in. All right? Life has been, for the last few months, absolutely frantic, hectic, and actually very fucking challenging. Really challenging, like Harvey's autism diagnosis. No regular work for myself, you know, and prospects of work are kind of thin on the ground as well. So there's a stress, a stress with that because we just don't know what's going to happen with 
with things opening up, you know, with this never-ending shit show that is COVID, you know, trying to raise the boys as well in a world that, you know, some scientists were predicting only last week they were saying that the world will be on fire within 30 years. So, you know, you know, yeah, <laughs> positivity like, you know, I've been working away now trying to keep my sanity in check. Okay, working pretty hard on myself over the last the last while, you know, affirmations, fasting, exercises. And I know now, like some people call it mental health. I'm going to call it sanity because that's what I, I'm going to just, you know, am I insane at the moment? Or am I sane at the moment? I don't know. But like everybody else on this planet, from time to time, you either go a bit mad or, in as in my case, sad. Yeah. I was feeling a bit sad, let's say. You know? I was, as you would say, down. He's a bit down. Christian, he's a bit down. Um, it kind of all collapsed in on top of me like a like a fat man on a wobbly chair, and in that metaphor and in that metaphor now, right, I'm the chair, right, not the fat man. All right, um, it wasn't a breakdown now or anything like that. I just and and please don't you know don't be sending me messages wishing me well because I am well, like I am well, but for a few days last week, I wasn't feeling too clever at all. You know, old negative thought patterns old eating habits staying up late feeling feeling the feelings of darkness and negativity my old self my old patterns were kind of emerging and i was letting them emerge because i was just worn down from life you know and the subconscious programming of years gone by just kind of sprung up like a weed around a bunch of roses and soon it just kind of grew and grew and grew and grew and then it was all weeds you know i think the brain is an incredible computer you know, and it's that like everything that goes in there stays with there for years. And I suppose the old programming, I definitely would have been in the past a glass half empty f- kind of a guy. And I've been working on that, as you all know, considerably over the last few years. But anyway, the show must go on. And even though I recorded a podcast on Thursday night, which is the episode prior to this that you would have just heard the little clip with the mind guy. By Friday morning, I was like, I was fucking exhausted. I swear to God, I was like a, I don't know, I was like a gazelle trying to evade the claws of a predator. I didn't actually sleep at all on Thursday night. Um, very well, very very little, like you know. Um, anyway, Friday came as it does every week, irrespective of how Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan is feeling, or Tommy Tiernan is her feeling, or Twink, you know, or anybody, you know. And I had made plans for that day from earlier in the week but I kind of as I was in bed that on Thursday night you know I was just like how am I going to get out of this how am I going to cancel and it's not that I had they were important plans it was you know just hanging out with some friends you know well now at this stage is completely aware of how I'm feeling like because my depression is a cunt (laughs) and I kind of change pretty much straight away anytime I get a bit of depression my mood goes down I become a little bit dour I'm I'm come more reclusive around the house, staying away from the lads because I just don't want them to, you know, to see me down. You know that kind of way. You know, in fairness, she's amazing. She's so wonderful and understanding, and she can read me like a tweet as well. You know, I'm that transparent, so she'll know almost before I even know myself. And to be fair, I have to say this: I get depression from from time to time. I used to take medication for it years and years ago, um, but. I haven't got it half as much as I as I haven't got it I haven't had a bad bout 
in years and years. So this was kind of this was kind of a pain in the ass and unexpected, you know. But she's there and she's always there and she's, you know, really good and, and supportive and I'm very lucky. So anyway, I decided to continue with my plan for the day, which was to be fair as I was saying, <laughs> it wasn't anything heavy, it was just like hanging out with a few friends. Um who I hadn't seen for ages and I was going over to their house anyway so as I was on the way over to their house I started crying <laughs> I started crying in the car as I was driving I was like and you might think now that's that's terrible but it actually felt really good you know like crying isn't a macho thing to admit to you know, it's not something that I go around doing in front of the lads, you know. But I will tell you this, that when I am down or when I'm sad or when I'm vulnerable, crying is a temporary relief. And, you know, like, it's it's what I do. I, obviously, I hide it. I'm not, you know, I'm not going around the place crying, you know. I don't hide it from Noelle because um, she actually thinks it's funny. Because I'd be, like, crying watching bloody Marley and Me. Do you ever watch that movie with, with, with the dog? Oh, my God, oh, my, like, it is just so sad. <laughs> so sad. And if I'm ever feel, if I, sometimes I feel the emotions, I'd be like, do you know what? You need a good cry. I might even throw on Marley and Me, you know, um, even though I know what's coming, you know. But what I'm trying to say anyway is for as long as I've been alive, I've cried. It's my natural reaction to stu- to stuff, you know, fear, sadness, tragedy, and even even sometimes when I'm happy. So again, I'm just saying, don't be picturing me driving along in a car, bawling my eyes, even though that's what I was doing. But it made me feel a bit better. Um, yeah, <laughs> funny story about crying. I remember when I was in boarding school, right? Um, in first year, somebody called me gay for crying after I got a slap across my knuckles with a hurley. And um, it was a real, it was a member, it was a winter's day, and it was really cold, and my fingers were fucking killing me. I was only like 13, living away from home in a bloody boarding school. And I just, anyway, I started crying, and everyone started laughing around me. Of course, I retaliated, I fucking lashed a slitter into the fat fucker's belly. <sighs> you know, um, probably not the right thing to do either, but again, you know, you're 13. What are you gonna do? You can't be apologizing for yourself all of your life, Connie. But uh, I didn't cry ever again in front of a man until my granddad passed away a couple of years ago. That was the last time. That was, and I haven't. I don't think I cried in front of anyone since then as well. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, lads, is cry, cry. It's good for the soul. Own it. Take it from me. Fuck it. It's no different from bleeding. Like you know, if you bleed. Um, you know, no one says anything to you. I mean, if you cut yourself and you're starting to bleed, that's, you know, it's no different to if you hurt yourself internally and you start to cry. <laughs> Big swinging Mickey, all right? Anyway, back to the story. I want to get back to the story, okay? Um, so I'm supposed to be meeting up with the lads, and I do, and we engage in great conversation, um, but I'm kind of keeping my sadness to myself. I'm like, this is none of their business now. I don't want to be fucking putting this on their, on their shoulders. And, um, you know, so we, we're just having a bit of crack and then a couple of the lads leave and there's just myself and one other of my very, very good friends. And I'm going to call him Keanu. All right. I'm changing his name to Keanu to protect his identity. All right. Um, so Keanu, everyone's gone. It's just myself and Keanu. And Keanu turns to me and he says, come here, bye. Do you want to take some shrooms? <laughs> 
Come on by. Do you want? I'm actually also changing his voice again to protect his identity. Come on by. Do you want to take some shrooms? Like he hadn't a clue now where my head was at all. Like you know. So let's just put it this way. One hour later, right? I'm walking in the Lee Fields, coming up on some Liberty Caps with Keanu, my soul brother. And for the next three hours, I talk to him about my depression, and he talks to me about his worries. We laugh. Uncontrol, absolutely uncontrollably. We, we're like there was just periods of the two of us just breaking our asses, laughing at each other. We make dark jokes about death. We laugh harder. <laughs> we laugh even harder. We get ice cream. We watch the forest that's across the river down by the leaf fields turn into a living, communicating organism. I hug a tree. I hug Keanu. I feel wonderful. I feel alive. I feel insignificant. I feel everything. I am everything. I feel hopeful. Hopeful is a big one. Yeah. It was medicine. It is medicine. And and the next morning, right, I wake up and I feel completely different. Less congested with worry, more hopeful. Hopeful. Depression and hope are not friends. They don't dance at the same disco. So if hope is in the room, depression is at best outside the door, peering in, looking for an in. said it before and I'll say it again everyone is different everyone is different this is just my experience I am not giving advice who is to say I wouldn't have woken up and felt the exact same way had I not taken a macro dose of psilocybin you know but the funny thing that I find funny about it is that every time that I have done this in the past the long-lasting effects are proof enough for me that the psychedelic compounds within the mushroom when carefully utilized and done in a responsible way can have miraculous effects on my mind and my spirit i'm only speaking for my own self here and what i would say like all good conspiracy theorists do your own research by you know what i mean go onto the internet i can only speak for myself the research is there though it's there, the research is there, and like just, you know, they've come up with some startling findings, particularly when it comes to depression and addiction, when with the use of psilocybin, which is the active ingredient inside magic mushrooms. So don't check it out or don't check it out, that's entirely up to yourself. I'm only telling you, this is the story of my life over the last few days, and all I know is since last Friday, I have been in much better form Saturday, the next day, passed like many Saturdays do, you know, like kids, football, camogie, fasting, and I went to bed early. I went to bed early. And why did I go to Why did you go to bed early, Khan? Why did you go to bed early? I'll tell you why. Because on Sunday, I had a ticket to go to see the All-Ireland Hurling Final. And I had a lift organised, so I didn't need to fucking stress about the long drive or the pain of parking or more and more importantly more importantly it meant that I could indulge in some 
depression-inducing pints. <laughs> like alcohol is definitely a dep- fucking an, a, like an accelerant of of depression. But like, I didn't go up and get locked or anything like that. But it's nice to be able to go and enjoy, enjoy a beer when you're going to a match like that and know that you've got you know you've got your lifts sorted. The lift up was courtesy of my friend of my father's friend. Let's call. I'm going to call him. Gabriel Byrne, just to protect his identity, right? So Gabriel Byrne, <laughs> my my mam, and my dad, and this nine-year-old boy, let's call him, um, we call him Dan- Danny DeVito, right? Call him Danny DeVito, and he was, uh, he's the grandson of my dad's best friend. He was in the car also. He was going to the All-Ireland. My dad was taken in. He got a ticket for him, you know, brilliant. We set off from Cork at 9 o'clock, 9 a.m., to go to Dublin to watch Limerick v. Cork in the All-Ireland and uh, I thought it was a bit early, but Gabriel Byrne had decided to take an unexpected route via Waterford, Wexford, Wicklow, into Bray to, amo- to avoid all the match tra- uh, traffic. And, um, you know, it was a good idea. Um, but the only thing was the three-hour journey kind of turned into a who knew the way better than the other kind of pissing test between the two lads, between Gabriel Byrne and my dad, you know. I had some good comic value, you know, I have to say that. And, no, I did also have a little doob before I met them <laughs> so I kind of enjoyed the journey and I got to spend some time with my my mom as well you know my mom my dad and you know it was great you know and of course Gabriel Byrne and Danny DeVito two good eggs two good eggs to be fair interesting fa- phrase isn't it two good eggs <laughs> I like it I like eggs too so it's win-win you know unless you are the unfertilized chicken within the egg anyway we landed above right and um, we were got up there for about one o'clock and we settled in for a bit of grub in a pub that Gabriel Byrne had booked online called The Goat. And it was all soft banter and hurling chat. Myself and my mam were kind of chuckling away at some kind of in-family jokes. And my dad was like a child with excitement. I had a soup. I had a bowl of tomato soup and a toasty. My father then nearly got sick all over the place when I had to retell him for the hundredth time that I'm actually a vegetarian dad. Like, I eat unfertilized chickens, periods, but I draw the line with lamb cutlets and all meat for that matter, dad. All right? Okay? Anyway, <laughs> they all had the beef, including my part time vegetarian mom, who, to be fair, only had a few mouthfuls as she kind of has a small appetite. Uh, anyway, Gabriel Byrne and Dad took the remains of, of the carcass, so look, at least the meat was eaten. Anyway, I'm just going to move on, right? Off to the hotel. We went off to the hotel, dropped Mam off, and we went straight into the belly of the beast, O'Connell Street. O'Connell Street on All-Ireland Sunday. Where, would you believe, through some kind of sorcery, my dad had managed to score a parking spot. Just incredible, incredible. Out of the car and into a sea of red first and then kind of flecks of green. Magic of a, of a guttural kind, like all types of people. Young, old, teenagers. Teenage groups of lads flaming on flagons of cheap cider. Like families of moms and dads with their kids taking them to their first All-Ireland or their second All-Ireland and just worried that something's going to happen to the kids on the way and clasping onto them for dear life. (laughs) 
Romeo and Juliet types in red and green with their hands clasped together like one fella from Cork and the Bjor from Limerick or the Bjor from Limerick and the Fiend from Cork in love with each other despite the rivalry in love with their county in love with hurling head scarves of headbands all minerals and chocolate one euro that was kind of Dublin wasn't it that was Cork actually it was like all minerals and chocolate nah it's the the same voice all minerals and chocolate one euro guards sirens I saw one tout the whole day I saw one tout but he was actually looking for a ticket tickets for this game were rarer than a glorious three month Irish summer felt hope creeping in again there she is hope I think it's what gets us going as a species when there is no hope there is despair and I hoped I hoped into the queue fuck COVID as well like everyone there on top of each other breathing you know come at us you prick will actually stay away from me now thoughts become things fuck off COVID Fuck off. Everyone full of hope and energy. And the unknown. No, that's the thing. You just don't fucking know what's about to happen. My ticket was WhatsApped to me and then scanned and the digital turnstile opened like a like a New York elevator. <laughs> it was all very fucking electronic. 36 years earlier I had been in the exact same spot with my dad and he just popped me over the turnstile with a wink and a nod to the lad in behind the, the pay place yeah. but here I am 36 years again with my dad he's in, he's in the stadium somewhere or two souls in this fucking monstrosity Croke Park is gigantic my leg has been sore all day but now that I'm inside in the stadium I'm, I'm actually I'm actually almost ready to play myself adrenaline I get to my seat it's good I look around I don't recognise anyone mostly Cork though one Limerick brute in front of me. He's fucking loud already. The parade. Oh my god. The noise, lads. I roared as loud as I ever, ever, ever did. As the 15, as the 30 players and and the, and the band passed. But I, I, I wasn't alone. <laughs> the volume of noise was like nothing that I have ever experienced. It, it, it reverberated in my being. Energy. Everywhere. I started crying. tried to stop I couldn't 
I looked around. No one was looking at me. They were all in their own worlds. It, it, it was, it, it, it must, it was, it was, it must be what, a, when they say it was a religious experience, it must be like that, what I felt. Aron Naveen came on. Sheena Fina Come on the fucking rebels I told The ref throws the slitter in and I'm gone. <laughs> I'm totally gone. No rational pure in the moment stuff. I wanna bottle it and sell it on subscription. I'll be a fucking billionaire by next Tuesday. <coughs> Limerick get a goal. The heifer in front of me goes, fucking bananas. He's fucking milking it, lad. I'll tell you that. He's jumping around. It's been a long lockdown. Some of us are still struggling to get our lives back to the way they were but when Cork scored a goal about two minutes after that Limerick goal I think my soul left my body and floated up up into the rafters of Croke Park out into the ether and mingled in with all the other Cork souls who were up there just like me only to return milliseconds after leaving I hugged the man next to me <laughs> who, who was it? I don't know who he was <laughs> will I ever see him again probably not would I recognise him probably not but for four or five seconds we clutched each other and looked each other into the eyes with pure and utter delight that was it then though Limerick just took over and we were beaten comprehensively for the finish. My foot was sore again as I left the enormous arena and hobbled away. Beaten. Beaten today. But I, I felt undefeated in my mind. Chucky or law. Thanks for listening, guys. If you're like if you like this podcast, if you're enjoying these podcasts, please leave a review on Apple on iTunes. Or tag me in one of your stories on Instagram. Um tell a friend. Much love. <laughs>